Hey, what's going on? So welcome to the daily video number 36 and the YouTube Dapper Dividends podcast number 75 already. Doing a bit of an amalgamation between the two here because last night I was going to do the podcast and the washer started leaking. There was so much water, I was getting ready to build an arc, so I spent the better part of an hour figuring that out, cleaning that up, and it just completely threw a monkey wrench in everything. So welcome, welcome to all of you out there in YouTube land and in podcast land, and however you're consuming this, wherever you're consuming this, if you're watching or listening right now, you're only hearing my voice and watching me out of all the people in the world and channels you could be watching. So thank you. I really, truly do appreciate it. So what we're going to talk about today is I'm going to tell you the first dividend that was ever paid. And then I'm going to tell you 14 companies that have been paying a dividend for over 100 years. I'm also going to give you the biggest dividend that I could find that was ever the single biggest dividend ever paid out that I could find. And we're also going to dig into my bridge account buys, sells, everything I did in that, what I acquired, Lockheed Martin, and uh, and then the self-directed IRA, the few moves I made in that. So without further ado, let's get to it. And dividends. So in a nutshell, a dividend is a distribution of profits by a corporation to its shareholders, which is taxable income. And the corporation does not receive a tax deduction for the dividends that they do pay out. And dividend, which you may not know, is Latin for dividendum, meaning a thing to be divided. Now, the first dividend ever paid, we have to go way back to the Dutch East India Company in 1602. They paid the very first dividend. That was the recorded first ever recorded public company ever to pay regular dividends. Their dividend generated, uh, I'm sorry, they divided their generated profits periodically amongst all of the company's stockholders. The first dividends ever. No company had ever thought to do this. That was publicly traded uh, before the Dutch East India Company. Uh, This reduced investors and owners' risk of owning the stock over long periods of time. And previously, from the way I understand it, was if investors wanted to realize gains and profits from a company, they would have to liquidate the company and then rebrand it. But in the liquidation of the company, they would be able to collect their profits and their share of the company. So the Ticker symbol VOC, the Dutch East India Company, figured out a way that they could return uh, realized gains to shareholders without having to liquidate or dissolve the company. They did were able to collect their proportionate share of profits, as I said, instead of having to take steps to dissolve and liquidate the company to realize their share of the profit. Ching, ingenious what they figured out. And with the periodic receipt of dividend payments, investors were satisfied to let the company keep operating. And of course, when the company flourished, what happened? The dividends grew and investors bid the stock price up. And that is basically the genesis of what we still see here today. Then they bid up the price. You know, it. I don't know if you noticed, this isn't in my notes, but it just popped in my head here that... Companies that are huge, the companies I love, Johnson & Johnson, PepsiCo, 3M, 
Lockheed Martin, these gigantic companies, they're really slow growth. I think Johnson & Johnson has about 1% to 2% growth a year, which is not very good, but they make so much money that they end up paying a handsome dividend to attract investors. And because they keep increasing their dividend and paying portions of their profits out, it keeps bringing people in. And when you have more people coming in, share prices keep going up. So dividends are a way to ensure that the share price keeps going up along with uh, share buybacks as well. <clears throat> so the VOC stands for <laughs> I'm not Dutch. I don't speak Dutch, but it is apparently to me, Veringede Ust Indischka Kompanjakia. I just spit a whole lot at you. And believe me, that's the first time I tried that. And we're going to say that sounds a little French, but we'll just say it's a it's it's right. It's accurate. And they also, because of their stock, they issued paper stock. This led to the beginning of the stock exchange as we uh, know it today. And also uh, about dividends, there's several different kinds of dividends, but cash dividends are the most common. And if you didn't know, preferred stocks have priority claims uh, on a company's income before the common shareholders. So you might see the difference sometimes with the preferreds and the commons. Well, now you know preferreds. There's a, a give and take for each one, which we won't get into today. Just gave myself an idea for a future video going forward. So that is it. 1602 Dutch East India Company, ticker symbol VOC, started paying the very first dividends. Okay, 14 companies that have 100 plus years of consecutive dividends. Here we go. We're going to start from the, the newest and work our way down to the oldest. Uh, coming in at number 14, ticker symbol KO Coca-Cola, everybody knows and loves Coca-Cola, started paying a dividend in 1920. Now, these aren't raises. These are just consecutive dividends. There were many years when they didn't increase it, and they've just paid that dividend consecutively. That's what this list is. At the top is Coca-Cola, or I should say at the bottom is Coca-Cola, 1920. Ticker symbol CB, Chubb, who I do hold in the self-directed IRA, only two shares, started paying a dividend in 1902. Church and Dwight, ticker symbol CHD. I know they make, um, I think, Arm & Hammer baking soda and prophylactics they make, things of that nature. I don't own any Church and Dwight. They started paying a dividend in 1901. PPG Industries, ticker symbol PPG, Pittsburgh Plate and Glass Company, I believe that is, in 1899 started paying a dividend. General Mills, ticker symbol GIS, 1898. Colgate Palmolive, ticker symbol CL, started paying a dividend in 1895. You know, that's kind of funny, just right there with General Mills and Colgate Palmolive, companies that people always need. They're not exciting, but they're exciting to me because we need these companies to live. Look at that. Colgate Palmolive started paying a dividend in 1895, and it continues till this day. Next up, Stanley Black & Decker, ticker symbol SWK, also in 1895. Procter & Gamble is up next. Big old P&G. I do own shares of Procter & Gamble. They are one of the companies I chose for the Stashing Worthy Acorns portfolio. Uh, that little, um, if you don't know, I'm doing a two-year competition between Stash, which I bought individual stocks of 
Procter and Gamble, Johnson and Johnson, and Apple, and I'm adding five dollars a week to whatever is lowest. And I believe it was Procter and Gamble this week that I did buy. So very nice. They started paying a dividend in 1890. Oh, by the way, the the other part of that, the uh, the worthy acorns, I put. Uh, $5 a week into worthy bonds. They pay a fixed 5% interest. They don't trade on the the stock market. So it's a kind of a nice little, I didn't expect this from the market to just go up and up so high. So I thought this was going to be a little bit more of a close competition with some weeks that worthy bonds would be higher and then you'd get stash and acorns. But so far, man, if you were just in the bonds, you're, you're lagging the market pretty badly here. And the acorns part of that, I use the aggressive, uh, the aggressive moderation uh, module, whatever you want to call it, that acorns allows. And I have four ETFs that are going into there. One of them is the VOO, the Vanguard Total Index Fund. So I think acorns is in the lead right now. I digress. Let's continue with our list here. Next up, Johnson. Controls, not Johnson and Johnson. I wish ticker symbol JCI started paying a dividend in 1887. Consolidated Edison next up started paying their dividend in 1885. Got a rash of 1885s here. The next two Eli Lilly ticker symbol LLLY. No, that's not too many L's. LLY started paying up dividend in 1885. And UGI Corp ticker symbol UGI also in 1885. Last two on the list. One of my favorites, Big Exxon Mobil, ticker symbol XOM, has been paying a dividend since 1882. Not many people realize that. I thought it was in the early 1900s they started, but no, sir, 1882. And then we get to the oldest, which is a microscopic dividend. I looked it up and I don't remember what it is. I should have wrote it down. York Water, ticker symbol Y-O-R-W, started paying a dividend in 1815. That is pretty crazy. They are the oldest publicly traded U.S. company, by the way, that you can still buy. And they have been paying a consecutive dividend now for over 200 years. Que loco, that is pretty solid. It's small, but hey, Imagine if you're still a vampire and you're holding those shares from 1815, man, you're doing pretty, pretty good. So those are 14 companies that have been paying a dividend for over 100 years. And now we get to the single biggest dividend that I could find in history in my research. And we don't have to go back that far, only two years, January of 2018, three years, excuse me, it's 2021 now. January of 2018, Kerrig Green Mountain offered to merge with Dr. Pepper Snapple and the new, the new proposed entity would be Kerrig Dr. Pepper, ticker symbol DPS. Now, Kerrig didn't offer to buy the existing shares outright, but proposed a $9 billion equity investment instead. But Kerrig still wouldn't have had a commanding stake in the new company, so the merger agreement called for Dr. Pepper Snapple investors to receive a one-time special dividend. Shares were about $95 at the time, uh, but Kerrig proposed a $103.75 dividend per share, almost $19 billion they were offering in the deal. Now, when the deal went through, Dr. Pepper Snapple was $125 a share, making the special dividend more than 80% of the value of the stock. 
the stock fell then $103.75 per share to where it is pretty close to today. It started trading in that, I think, in the low 20s range. Now, that is crazy. They received a special dividend of $103.75. Granted, the shares were at $125, but still, that's an insane one-time special dividend. But keep in mind that why did they do this? So Carrick was a private company. They were not publicly traded. They were private. So as a way to bypass the IPO process, they instead uh, circumvented this by just offering to, to merge with Dr. Pepper Snapple in order to get them to sign off. They offered them a ton of liquidity. And now once they did that, they circumvented the IPO process. Carrick now had liquid publicly traded shares. So if you were privately into Carrick Green Mountain before the merger, you couldn't get out on the public market. You had shares, but it was you would have had to find other private investors in order to take those off your hand. Not as easy from what I understand. So by them doing this, once they merged, they now had liquid shares of the pre-existing company that merged that they were able to sell on the open market. And to boot, Dr. Pepper shareholders got a really nice payday of $103.75. And if they really wanted to stay in the company, well, they could have just reinvested that and bought several shares of the new entity. And keep in mind, no matter how big or small the dividend, whatever it is, if it's a $15 special dividend, once that dividend X date hits, the company is now trading X dividend or X meaning without without the dividend. So the price has to fall by that much because the company is paying out in that case. In the case of the new uh, Carrick Dr. Pepper, they were paying out $103.75 as a special dividend. So the share must fall by that much. We just went through it with uh, AT&T. Uh, AT&T's ex-dividend date was January 8th, 2021. And that was yesterday, Friday. So when they, they went X, when the market opened, the share price fell by 52 cents right away. That's what the quarterly dividend is. So now, you know, keep in mind, whenever the share price falls, that gets paid out. But we're not concerned because that's paid out from profits and the share price is going to come back up because people are going to still buy. People keep coming in. They want more of those dividends. So you're going to always have a people lining up to buy those shares, hopefully. All right now. Thank you for sticking with me, YouTube people. If you're still watching this, I appreciate it. Now you're getting a little bit of flavor of what the podcast is like. We take sips of water here, don't we? Yes, we do. All right. So <clears throat> here we go now to the part of the, the podcast where I talk about what I received. And what I received in dividends was 77 cents from Albemarle, ticker symbol ALB, $12.84 from Kimberly Clark, ticker symbol KMB. Big payday from Pepsi for me for this account, $24.54. Now that will be over $30 because I just bought my 30th share on Thursday. They pay $1.02 and a quarter cents. So I'm going to be getting over $30 uh, the next time around. And I received, lastly, $3.90 from Merck, ticker symbol MRK, totals up to $42.05. I did have a few sells. 
I have been into Six Flags for a bit where there's a, a Six Flags Great America here in the Chicago area where we drive past a lot. And every time I work up in a town called Gurney or north of the border into Wisconsin, I always drive by the Gurney Mills Mall, which is a Simon Property Group Center, ticker symbol SPG. And on the opposite side of the expressway of the tri-state is Six Flags Great America. So I jumped into Six Flags after they fell. They had a deal go through in China, which I believe it was China. They had some investors pull out and their finances took a hit. So they cut their dividend from almost 70%. Their dividend was 83 cents and they cut it down to 25 cents on February 2nd, 2020, well before all the lockdowns and coronavirus was just starting to rear its ugly head. So I had six shares of six at $35.90, six, six. Well, it's been a while. I came close to selling those at in the $15 to $16 range to take the money and roll it into something else because I now had uh, a company that doesn't pay a dividend. Um, oh, that, that 25 cents was the last payment. They ended up cutting it after that. That was the last one and we're still in limbo. Naturally, the parks aren't open. They're not making hardly any money. They're not going to make enough money from people driving through and looking at holiday lights to pay the dividend. So they did cut it almost 70% before the pandemic, which showed troubled water. Their their dividend yield was stupidly high. And I used that money. Uh, I again I again I made 60 cents on it. So 35.90 I sold at 36. I just wanted to get some money back after nearly selling for such a steep loss. It's out of principle. So I made 10 cents a share. We made 60 cents. Uh, those are going to be long-term capital gains on those anyway. And I received $216 from that sale, which I used to buy my weekly share of PepsiCo, ticker symbol PEP. We'll cover that in a minute. And I had a second sale. I had bought five shares of BP when it was at $15.87. It was up to $24.42 right now, which was a gain of $42.75 or 53%. 53% is really strong and solid for me. Uh, BP had cut their dividend from 62.5 cents a share to 31 cents a share. So if they were to have gone back to the pre-cut levels, at uh, I would have owned, uh, that would have been $12.50 of annual dividend income on those five shares at the 62.5 cents a share. But currently it was $6.20 annually, 31 cents a share times four shares or 31 cents a share times four times five gives me $6 and 20 cents. And I did use the proceeds from that sale to buy my third share of the day of Lockheed Martin. So speaking of all these buys, let's get to what I did. So basically six flags was, was not a core position. And once they cut their dividend from 83 cents to 25 cents over 70%, man, they were on the chopping block. I wanted to get rid of them. I've been waiting patiently. Now they may go up a little more, but honestly, because they're not paying a dividend and I'm buying for dividend income, I'm buying for passive income is what I'm buying for us, for my family, for my wife and I. They're not meeting it. They're, they had to go. And I am thrilled. I'm pleased as punch to be able to get out of six flags with any kind of a profit. I didn't, I didn't take a loss. Now I will pay a little bit of taxes on that, but 
you know what, it's okay. I'd rather pay, pay taxes on a gain than on a loss. And that would only been a few bucks of tax loss harvesting anyway, as it were. So what did we do here? One share of Pepsi at $142.49, which is a 2.87% starting yield, which added $4.09 of dividend income. That's pretty damn cool that Pepsi has been in the low twos, getting up to 3% starting yield on the new shares again. Two shares of Lockheed Martin. I did it. I did a video on it. You can watch it here. Two shares at $342. Uh, they they popped up a little and I, I was thought I was buying on the way back down and they did break through support. They had support at 341 to 343. So I bought within that support range. The shares on those Lockheed Martin were 3.04% uh, starting yield. Each of those shares of Lockheed Martin pays $10 and 40 cents annually per year. So those two shares gave me $20.80 of annual dividend income, which is strong, solid. I did that video on Lockheed Martin. You can check it out. And as I was watching the, the price just continue to fall to the 335 range, I thought, I, I, sh I knew I should have waited. But my it's a funny thing I like to say on Twitter. My, my buy is usually the pinprick that pops the bubble that sends the price spiraling downwards. So always wait for me to buy because once I buy, you can be sure that the price is going to fall. So the price did fall. And as I was figuring it out, it started coming up. And I looked at BP. So I was up 53% on BP. Not a core position. Uh, it just made sense. I already have Exxon. I have Chevron. I have um, energy transfer in my SDIRA. So I have some energy companies. And I, I just decided to swing those. And Hey, I swung those and I was able to combine that with the few bucks I had left over to buy my third share of Lockheed Martin at $337. So that right there, check that out. The first tranche I bought was $342, which was a 3.04% starting yield. The second one was the one share, 337, which was a 3.09%, almost 3.10% starting yield that added another $10.40. So all in all, the three shares of Lockheed Martin gave me $31.20 of annual added dividend income. I love that. I love the company. I love their dividend. I love what they're doing in space, the moon to Mars. They're going to be putting uh, astronauts and um, I guess scientists in orbit around Mars for three years. They're going to study that and they're going to stay there, but they're using the moon to get over to Mars. So I think that's awesome. And to wrap that up, I lost $6.20 of dividend income annually from the sale of BP, but I gained all, all in all $29.09 of annual added dividend income. And here is the breakdown chart. Yearly is at $1,789.75. It's $149 a month, $34 a week, $4.90 a day, getting close to five bucks. And we are over 20 cents an hour. Next goal, 25 cents an hour. I can't wait to hit that. And a quick recap of my self-directed IRA. So I took money from my, my IRA, my big IRA, and I rolled about 30,000 of that into the self-directed IRA at Schwab to play around with and just have something to talk about and sell covered calls on and and just be a little bit more active with that. So I did receive dividends from Genuine Parts 
Ticker symbol GPC, $3.95. Kimberly Clark, $7.49. And Chubb, the aforementioned Chubb, ticker symbol CB, $1.56. I received $13 in dividend income from those wonderful companies. I had a cash secured put that was expiring on the 8th for AT&T at $28.50. I had sold it for $39 and I was getting nervous that AT&T was going to continue dropping. And if that was the case, the cash secured put would have kept going up. But because it was on the 8th, I never intended to hold it to the 8th because that was their ex-dividend date, as I already mentioned. And if I bought the shares of AT&T on the 8th or executed the contract on the 8th, I would not have been eligible for the dividend. So I, I should have stuck it out a few more days. I could have made a few bucks, but I sold it. I bought it back, excuse me, for 18 bucks and I had sold it for 39. So I made $21 on that in, in a few weeks. Really not bad. And as I did say, I bought those 100 shares of AT&T on January 6th for $29.46 which gave me a 7.06% starting yield. And that added a whopping $208 of annual added income, 52 cents a share times 100 shares is $52 times four payments through the year, $208 of annual added income. And we'll see. I think they're going to be raising that dividend to maintain their status they're probably going to do it for the next dividend payment. That'd be my guess. If not, hey, it's okay. I, forget the status. Pay down your debts. Take care of your company. Make make yourself stronger. And if it means keeping the dividend but no increases, I am more than okay with that. That is not a problem. And I will be selling another covered call on those shares in the coming week. And hopefully they'll get called away and they get called away and then I'll sell a cash secured put. And when that executes, sell another covered call, just keep rolling it. But you have to look out for the ex-dividend dates. And this one I, I got a little cute with because I, I knew it was on the ex-dividend date that the contract expired as all option contracts always expire on a Friday. All right, well, that's it. This YouTube video is gonna be really long, but for all my podcast listeners, this is just right in line. I'm not going to do a song of the show because the YouTube people aren't going to get it. And, you know, we'll uh, we'll figure, we'll skip it for a week. Um, I don't know. Do you like that? Let me know, uh, my, my podcast listeners. And, uh, yeah, thank you. Follow me on Twitter at RustyRam78. Check me out on Instagram. I'm on there. I don't really post that much. Uh, usually when I just post a video, I will post on Instagram. But I'm always on Twitter every day, all day. Um, I'm on Twitter and I don't know, do, do I still need to tell you to like, and subscribe? If you don't know to like, and subscribe by now, you watch all the gurus and they say, gotta mention like, and subscribe. But I can't imagine if you really like something, you're not going to know to, to like it and subscribe to it if you want more of that. So, Hey, I hope you will like, and subscribe. I really do appreciate it. And this was fun. I got a washer to fix. Uh, I'm squeezing both of these in, by the way, because my daughter's birthday party, remember her birthday was December 28th. Well, her party with friends and family and people are coming over and we're going to socially distance, I, I hope. And we will uh, we'll talk to all y'all in the next episode. I love you. Knocking stuff over here. I love you. And salute.